This is the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. It is the 21st day of August, 2023. I'd like to buzz through some of the headlines really quickly because I think you might be interested in hearing something about what's going on in the world. Although, once again, it mostly involves your president, gropey, dopey Joe Biden. He arrived in Nevada over the weekend to begin yet another week-long vacation, this time to Lake Tahoe. He was seen exiting Air Force One with extreme caution. The First Lady appeared to guide him down the steps because he has trouble walking downstairs. Despite only being in operation at the White House for a few days last month, it looks like Joe Biden is more than simply fatigued. I watched him go down the 14 steps out of the belly of Air Force One, and it really looked like he was done. It appears the president has no interest in leading the nation, only stumbling from vacation to vacation as his poll numbers continue to take a dive. Now, don't bash me if I still call the social media platform Twitter, Twitter. I still haven't gotten used to X, and I don't think I ever will. But on the RNC Research Twitter page, a survivor of the Maui wildfires asks, Where's the president? Aren't we Americans too? We're part of the United States, but why are we getting put in the back pocket? Why are we being ignored? The answer, of course, is quite simple. The president is, once again, simply on vacation, physically and mentally. He has absolutely no desire to help the people of Hawaii because the people in Hawaii will automatically vote Democrat, as they always do. He doesn't have to answer to you. You are not important. Whenever political power is the only objective, spending one ounce of energy, one cent of resources on areas that are not up in the air politically to serve the Biden administration offers him zero benefit whatsoever. Why is he spending hundreds times more money on his people in the Ukraine than he is in his own United States of America? The answer is quite simple. All it takes is one telephone call to Fox News or NBC or CNN or CBS or ABC from Volodymyr Zelensky to say, yes, we've been funneling money back to Joe Biden for the hundreds of billions of dollars he's sending to us, stoking the war in the Ukraine, likely to usher in World War III. That is the benefit to Joe Biden. One phone call from Zelensky. If they would allow the former president of the Ukraine or that prosecutor that Biden had fired to simply come in here and present the evidence showing the Biden crime family was indeed making lots and lots of money off of bribes and influence peddling, then the Biden crime family and all of their cohorts would be done for. The only way that Hawaii could possibly gain any importance to the United States of America right now would be if the entire state voted overwhelmingly Republican in the next election. Ask anyone in America's inner cities what Democrat absolutism has done for them. See, when the Democratic Party knows they have your vote, they don't do anything to help you. They know they've got you on lock. And that's the way it is in 2023 with the Biden crime family and his cohorts in the Democratic political party. 
Hey, speaking of things that Joe Biden doesn't mind doing to you, I warned you about this six months ago, and I warned you again three months ago, and I actually warned you about this three weeks ago. The Wuhan China novel coronavirus of 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, and now 2023 are being used, are being weaponized against we the people. David Wetzel writes in a publication called News, K-N-E-W-Z, a new COVID variant is spreading and stirring up fears that Joe Biden and his administration will likely try to lock the nation down once again. Major restrictions could be put back in place as early as next month. And of course, how do you keep people in check in the Joe Biden administration? You simply shut down the nation and tell them that if we would have just done this or just done that, we wouldn't be back in this COVID predicament. KNEWZNews.com has learned that the EG5 coronavirus variant is causing a moderate rise in cases and deaths here in the United States. And it's Joe Biden's doing, my friends. Him and his buddy Fuchi. They unleashed this holy terror upon us four, almost five years ago now. And now they're going to use it to lock you down, lock you into place, and adversely affect yet another national election cycle. According to the Washington Post, EG.5 is a subvariant and descendant of the Omicron, which has remained the most prevalent COVID strain in the world. And if you've listened to this program for any amount of time, you've heard of InfoWars, InfoWars.com, owned and run by Alex Jones. People on the left call him a conspiracy theorist when he's just a conspiracy revealer. He's claiming the rise in this variant will definitely lead to major COVID lockdowns beginning in the middle of September, just in time for the heavy beginning of the election season. Citing anonymous sources, they've reported that a meeting took place last week in which Transportation Security Administration managers, you know, the folks that have those incompetent guards at the airports, they were told of new memorandums, policies that were to be implemented as early as mid-September, which would include, once again, requiring you to put on a magic mask. The outlet reports this week that TSA team members will receive new guidelines on how the new restrictions will evolve. By mid-October, pilots, flight staff, passengers, and patrons will all once again be required to wear the magic, useless COVID mask. TSA managers were told that it was not a matter of if, but when COVID numbers will rise and when the Biden administration will roll out new major COVID restrictions. By the way, you might recall that Joe Biden said he was going to shut down the China virus and not shut down the economy. And in fact, he did just the opposite, destroying large segments of our economy, putting new homes and new cars and other large purchases out of the reach for an ever-growing portion of our population. The Washington Post has reported more than 1 million COVID-19 cases and over 3,100 deaths have been reported in the 28 days leading up to August 3rd of this year, according to the WHO, the World Health Organization. According to the WHO, more than 7 million people have died since the China virus pandemic began in 2020, and over a million have died here on Joe Biden's watch alone. Government officials have not confirmed what I'm telling you about, but I hope you saved those masks, my friends, 
because before you know it, you'll be wearing them again everywhere. I've warned you for some time now that the media will turn on Joe Biden and hopefully force him out of office, but it will leave us with Camel Toe Harris as the president, at least until the next election. I warned you that the media would begin to slowly chew away at Joe Biden. And according to Hannah Penrick in Fox News, NBC network panel hammers the president over Bidenomics dismal polling. More like 2016 Bill Clinton. Right now, the unfavorable rating for Joe Biden sits at 48%. 48% unfavorable. Hell, Hillary Clinton was around those same numbers when she was running for president in 2016. Joe Biden had an unfavorable rating of 42% way back in October of 2020, one, almost one year after he took office. But the NBC Meet the Depressed panel criticized Biden on Sunday over the push of Bidenomics, his refusal to comment into investigations on the Biden crime family, his son, and of course, on his low polling numbers. Lanhi Chen, a Hoover Institution fellow, said he was confused about the push of Bidenomics. He said, you're trying to convince people of something. You're trying to convince people their own impressions about the economy are wrong. And so if you look, for example, at how Hispanic and black voters feel about the economy, they'll tell you it stinks. Now, they can keep saying, but we have the CHIPS Act, but we have the IRA, the lie called the Inflation Reduction Act. But at the end of the day, you can't convince someone how they're feeling, that they're feeling that the economy is wrong. And that's what this election is going to come down to. And I get it. They're trying to present a proactive message. But at the end of the day, it's very difficult, I think, to do that when people feel they simply feel differently. Chuck Todd said that the issues plaguing the president, such as the investigations into his son and the economy, have taken a toll on him. And the Boston Globe's Kimberly Store criticized the president over his refusal to comment into the ongoing investigation into his son, Hunter Biden. USA Today's Susan Page said the president's position on Hunter is not sustainable. His son will probably be on trial. There's every possibility he'll be on trial during this campaign. And we understand Joe Biden loves his son very much and he needs to say something. And apparently lion Joe Biden never learned what his parents should have taught him way back when he was a kid. Just tell the truth. Because as you build a lie, you have to keep adding to it and adding to it. But the truth is right there. And you don't have to cover for it. So he's gone from lion Joe Biden to hiding Joe Biden once again. Another vacation. The man over 40% of his presidency has been on vacation. And you and I are paying his $400,000 a year salary because yes, he takes his salary. And we're paying for his secret service detail to watch over him as he walks on the beach. With the help, of course, of those secret service agents. Let's go through some of the other headlines plaguing America today. This one reads, How much of today's racism is manufactured? Roger Kimball writes in Real Clear Politics, the headline. It begins, The real problem with racism in America today is that the demand far outstrips the supply. Now, where does the demand come from? Chiefly from woke elites. It is they who claim the charge of racism is a potential meal ticket and a guaranteed institutionalized path to political power. Accordingly, they have a very large stake in perpetuating the lies of racism. Incentives also matter. It's worth noting that many of these elite race cadets are white folks, 
Blacks are invited to participate in the theatrical production, but only so long as they play their assigned roles. They must be mouthpieces. They must mouth the pieties of systemic, perpetual, incurable racism. The main narrative of the drama is racial conflict, enforced and perpetuated partly by a woke media machine, partly by Democratic Party government fiat. The real goal is the destruction of America as a meritocracy. In other words, don't tell anyone they should succeed by their hard work, their education, their efforts, the merit. They want it to be everyone gets the same size piece of the pie, whether they work for it or not. And if you disagree with that, you're a racist. My friends, the bottom line here, there is no systemic racism in America except that which is created in the minds of those who are always seeking to be victims and either don't have the ability, the education, the skill set, the mindset, or they're just plain lazy and don't want to participate in the American dream. American Insider's Dave Ruffle writes, Obama's White House doctor reveals the scariest thing about Biden. Ronnie Jackson is a former White House physician for multiple presidents. He was the official doctor in the Obama administration. He also worked with Trump. And he says, quote, Biden doesn't know what's going on with Ukraine. He doesn't know what's going on with anything. He's not cognitively capable of leading. And Ronnie Jackson is calling for the immediate resignation of President Joe Biden. Congress is trying to put out articles of impeachment against the president. I think he needs to resign, Jackson says, before our country suffers anymore. He looks tired, he looks weak, he looks confused, he's incoherent, and it sends a message of weakness all over the world. And the enemies of America are seizing upon that. These aren't gaffes. This is something much, much more serious, Ronnie Jackson says, and he's a medical doctor. He said, the whole country is seeing his, talking about Joe Biden's, mental cognitive issues on display for well over a year now. There's no question in most people's minds that there's something going on with him, that he's not cognitively the same as he used to be, and in my mind, not fit to be our president right now. Every time he gets up and talks to the American people, it's not just the American people that are watching him speak, it's the whole world, and that's part of the problem. He's got 40 years of tape. You can go back and look at this man, so it's not like we don't have anything to compare it to. Jackson says, you can go back and look. He's always made some gaffes. He's always made missteps, but never like this. This is something different. These aren't gaffes. This is something much more serious. Thank you. When Biden ignores questions about his mental acuity, Mr. Jackson calls him out by saying, Biden just ignored a question about his cognitive decline. Something is wrong with him. This man is not qualified to be president. I am demanding he have a cognitive test now. There's too much on the line that we need to know. Biden's press conferences are disturbing and bizarre. He's totally disconnected from reality. He has no idea what's going on. And it's no surprise he's been kept locked away in the basement. This is an embarrassment. Tell me what you think. Do you agree Joe Biden is a cognitive mess, a disaster? Next up, I mentioned earlier that Joe Biden has spent about 40% of his time as your president on vacation. Now, I want to do some simple math for you. It's hard to do numbers on a uh, an audio program, but I want to work with you for a moment here on this. Biden's salary 
Just his salary, the money that goes straight into his bank account, is $400,000 per year. After a full four-year term, Mr. Biden will have made $1,600,000 in salary alone. That doesn't include benefits. That doesn't include his Secret Service detail. That doesn't include free room and board at the White House or Camp David or wherever the hell he hangs out. That doesn't include all of the other goodies that go along with being the president. I know there are some other perks. But $1.6 million, you can bet your sweet ass he's putting in the bank. Because unlike Donald Trump, who did not keep one penny of his salary, Joe Biden uses that salary as seed money for his crime empire. You know it, I know it, they know it. Joe Biden has spent 40% of his time in office on vacation. And if that trend holds true, if it doesn't go to 45% or 50 if he just holds steady at 40% of his time as the president, over four years' time, you and I will have paid him $640,000 in salary just to be on vacation. Think of your last trip. Let's say you went to Woke Disney for a week. You know you probably spent three, four, five grand for you and a family of four, including transportation and meals and lodging and tickets and t-shirts and food and drinks and all the other things that go with a vacation. Can you imagine $640,000 of your tax money is going to Joe Biden to be on vacation? That's pretty rough, don't you think? According to Radar Online, Joshua Wilburn's article begins... The Bidens go on another vacation. Joe and Hunter at the billionaire climate investor Tom Steyer's $18 million Lake Tahoe mansion. As it emerges that Joe Biden has spent 40% of his time in office on holiday. And there's a picture of the Bidens, old Joe holding one of his grandchildren, and the coke addict Hunter Biden with his new fake teeth standing at this mansion. President Joe Biden, first son Hunter Biden, and their extended family have arrived at Lake Tahoe for yet another vacation. This time, a week-long vacation at billionaire Tom Steyer's waterfront mansion. The $18 million property located within the gated Glenbrook community is described as one of Lake Tahoe's finest lakefront properties. It boasts a lakeside gazebo and sits on three acres of land. In a statement, the White House clarified that the first family is renting the property for fair market value. Yeah, sure they are. The exact amount President Biden is paying is undisclosed, of course. And it's unclear how the public would be able to get information on the private transaction. Nonetheless, they claim that they're paying their own way. But it doesn't stop Joe Biden from taking his salary while he's on vacation. 40% of the time he's been in office. My friends, they're hiding him as Hunter's former business partner, Devin Archer, continues to testify that Joe Biden indeed met with his son's business associates from Russia, Kazakhstan, the Ukraine, and his son's Chinese partner in a state-backed investment fund. All of the legal woes. I guess Biden's just saying, you know what? Screw it. Let's just take as much vacation and milk this puppy for as long as we can. By the time I go to trial and gets continued and continued on and on and on and postponed, I'll be dead. Maybe that's what he's thinking. 
Wealthy Living's S. Salman writes, Not again. President Biden's verbal gaffe sparks laughter and criticism as his opponents continue to question his ability to remain in office. Let's see what this latest gaffe is. He read from the teleprompter saying, quote, Soon NATO will be the 32nd freestanding, have free, 30 free, 32 freestanding members. And this was a few weeks back when he made the mistake. But he chuckled. He chuckled at himself. He looked away from the prompter. Then he looked at his notes. And then he stumbled and fumbled some more. Of course, critics are aggravated, agitated, irritated with the president and his constant gaffes. It is what it is. Next headline in Car and Driver magazine. Caleb Miller writes, EVs fall short of EPA estimates by a much larger margin than gas cars in our real-world highway testing. Yeah, we all knew it. They're lying about the range. They're lying about the charging times. But that's okay. Have you ever heard the story about the Masters golf tournament? The course out there where they play the Masters in Georgia? Business Insider writes, The owner of a 1,900-square-foot house next to the Masters golf course kept turning down millions of dollars to sell. Augusta National, the prime real estate location of the Masters golf tournament, has spent over $200 million buying up all the property around the course. Some homeowners became instant millionaires, but one family has turned down millions of dollars for their little tiny 1,900 square foot house that borders the private grounds of the Augusta National Club. In 2019, the Wall Street Journal reported that the Augusta National Golf Course spent over $200 million to purchase over 100 properties covering 270 acres. And that doubled the size of the course and made many of the sellers of those smaller homes instant millionaires. But off to the northwest corner of the club sits free parking lots Gate 6A, a stretch of empty land that was once a fully lived-in neighborhood. The club spent $40 million to buy up all those homes and bulldoze them. They offered residents prices just too high for them to refuse. But one family refused to sell, and the offers kept going up, 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 up. The Thacker family at 1112 Stanley Drive, adjacent to Gate 6A, still remains. The owner said, money ain't everything. We really don't want to go. It was built by the Thackers in 1959. Three bedrooms, sits on about two-thirds of an acre. Has a value of about $365,000, according to Zillow. But as the neighborhood was bulldozed and run over, these people, I think, figured, you know what? We're going to be David against this giant Goliath. Good for you. Good for you, my friends. They've been offered many, many millions, and still they remain steadfast in their belief that there's no place like home. America Insiders, David Ruffle writes, three biggest reasons why Joe Biden refuses reporters' questions. Well, before I read this article, I'll tell you. Number one, he's cocky, arrogant, and refuses because he's above the reporters in stature, in status. He's elite, and they're nobodies. And no one's going to tell me what questions I have to answer. Get off my lawn. Number two, he can't come up with any off-the-cuff answers that won't incriminate him. His brain is too fried, too mentally disadvantaged, too mentally disabled now to formulate a couple of sentences, much less 
come up with something that won't hang him and his family in the public square. Number three, I don't think he's awake. I think he's on drugs. Within the span of one week, multiple videos have surfaced of President Joe Biden refusing to answer basic questions from reporters. He's held fewer press conferences than any other president in the past 100 years. It's not just conservatives like me who are bashing him on the issue. Even left-wing outlets are demanding that it's important for the president to be accountable to the people who supposedly voted for him. It's not possible if he's unwilling to answer questions. Maybe it's not unwilling. Maybe he's simply unable. During his first two years in office, he only held 10 press conferences. Donald Trump had already held 23 in the same amount of time. Biden says we're going to politely ask the press to leave. Then he ignored questions and smirked as his handlers forced them all out of the room. Leftists may not like what Trump had to say, but at least he spoke frequently, directly and truthfully. Biden, on the other hand, appears to need scripted questions handed to him, days to practice the rehearsed answers. And then even with advanced warnings about questions and large font index cards and a teleprompter, Biden's handling of the press is always a disaster, painfully embarrassing. Last week, when asked by reporters about the rising death toll in Hawaii as the island burns from the wildfires, the leader of the free world simply said, no comment. This week, a hot mic caught him demanding his handlers please politely ask the press to leave. Then he grinned and ignored their questions. The incidents are leaving all Americans to ask, why is Joe Biden not answering questions? Three possible reasons. One is he's trying desperately to avoid making more gaffes, more mistakes, or telling more lies. As Americans know too well, he's gaff-prone. Yes, he's likely concerned he'll say something that will hurt his presidency if he tries to answer a question. Another possibility is he's trying to control the message. He lacks confidence in his ability to control what the public knows about his presidency, and he only speaks to reporters when he is given prepared answers. Third possibility is, of course, his dwindling physical and mental acuity, his lack of energy, his feeble-minded and feeble-bodiedness. He is, at 80 years old, the oldest president in history. When he gets a tough question, like the ones from Peter Ducey, he gets irritated, agitated, aggravated, and snaps, saying things like, I knew you'd have a lousy question. Get off my lawn! Who's this son of a bitch? It appears that the Democratic Party is also willing to allow Joe Biden to avoid debates leading up to the 2024 presidential election. It's probably too early to say, but I would put money on the fact that you won't see him in one single live debate. According to a recent poll, though, 72% of Democratic primary voters said they would love to see a series of Democratic debates during the 2020 campaign. Feeble-minded Joe versus feeble-voiced RFK Jr., a man that Joe Biden will not even offer Secret Service protection to. Whatever the reason... Biden's avoidance of questions from the press is criticized by journalists on both sides of the aisle and members of the public alike. It is only my hope that this will backfire upon Gropey Joe and lead him down the road to the disaster, proving that he is useless. There's a whole lot more to talk about, folks. We'll pick it up on the next edition of the Truth Hurts program. Go out there and make it a great day. And by the way, don't bother writing any emails to Robin Ware, Robin L. Peters, or J.R.B. Ware. Biden's pseudonyms, his fake names, his fake email accounts, all of them appear to have been shut down now, deleting that evidence, much like Hillary Clinton deleted hers back in the day. We'll see you next time. 
This program is pre-recorded. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts Program Network. All rights reserved. Hello and welcome to Community Bank. How may I help you? Yeah, I would like to fill out an application for a loan. Uh, what type of loan are you seeking? Well, I have my eye on a brand new sports car, a new boat, and a few other nice things for my house. Okay, before we begin, I will need to see your prior three years of income tax records, your W-2 forms showing your income for the last three years, and of course, we'll need to run a credit check. Oh, I see. It's gonna be like that. Why is that? Because I'm a certain race? No, it's simply our bank policy. We need to determine if you're able to pay back the loan, and based on your credit score, credit history, and your income statements, we can then figure out the interest rate and the loan terms that would be available to you. Well, I wanna get one of them loans, like the student loans that all these people be getting. You know, they get the money, they buys what they wants to buy, and then they never pays it back. How do I get me one of those loans? I'm very sorry, but we don't offer those types of loans here. But perhaps you can contact the White House and ask the President if he will offer you a loan of this type for your purchases. I believe you may qualify. Brought to you by the White House Task Force on Cancellation of Student Debt. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you were offended, but I retract nothing because I speak the truth. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program is pre-recorded. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts program network, all rights reserved.